0: Altitudes, humidity, and transient overvoltages. oh my! When OSHA updated its 1910-269 standards back in 2014, it brought about a number of changes to minimum approach distance, or MAD, requirements, to take into account the unique environmental challenges that can impact air insulation. In this episode, Pam Tompkins goes over why those changes were made and how they help improve the safety of your workers, so let's join in on that discussion now! So, MAD distances over the years, prior to 2014, I basically said MAD distances was a calculation, it was in a consensus standard, it was in National Electrical Safety Code, it was in the OSHA standards, and we just followed the tables. Everybody in the industry followed the tables. Um, There is a consensus standard that has a group of folks that have been working in the electric power industry for years trying to figure out insulation values of air for different scenarios because as you move across the United States, things change. Altitudes, You've got really differences of high humidity, low humidity. You've got a lot of different dynamic that occurs with air insulation value. So some of the things that, that were discussed as to why MAD change was altitudes, was a big one. You know, so as you go up into your high altitudes, you're going to find that it's going to reduce the air insulation value. And so that means that you're going to have to increase your MAD distances. Your dielectric strength of air. You know, things change with that. The pressure, the temperature, humidity. Um, You work in the South compared to working in the North. You may be in in North, um, in Canada working. Or you may be in various areas. Or you might be be up on 10,000 feet then you've got to consider all these things. And then the last thing that is the big piece to think about is this transient overvoltage, okay? Transient overvoltage, now let's talk about what that is. So over the years, you've got just major changes that have occurred to um, the way that folks build out lines. Um, smaller distances, um, you're putting more power into certain areas, you're building with narrow frame construction, and, and all kinds of things. The dynamic is changing. So it really changes the way you look at putting a worker up in and working around these things. So let's talk about what a transient over voltage is, or you may hear it as a TOV. So, and I'm going to give you a scenario, because if if I talk through this, this hopefully will help you. So let's say you have a um, 500 kV line. So I've got a 500 kV line, this most likely is, um, I'll, I'll just say 500 kV, this is probably not configured at 500 kV. But I have a 500 kV line, and it is running for hundreds of miles. And I know what my MAD distance is. I've come up with my MAD distance, and it's a certain value. And then, I have something like lightning hit that line. When lightning hits a line, at the time that occurs, it has the potential to put an overvoltage on the line. And that potential of overvoltage on that 500 kV line could be two and a half times the nominal voltage of that line. So now instead of a 500 kV line, and my brain is not gonna give you all the right figures, but instead of a 500 kV line, let's just say now that I've got a uh, 1250 kV line, okay? Okay. But I insulated my employee at 500 kV. And now I am putting someone at a 1250 kV line. And so my insulation value for that employee and that that air insulation value and how close someone can approach and work, the dynamic has massively changed. So it is important that you determine, does your system have potential for overcurrent, these massive overcurrents to occur? It could be switching that could cause that. There could be other things, but those are two primary things, lightning and switching surges. If you have a system that has the potential, well, by the way, you have to determine if you have a system that has that and we're talking of systems of 72.5 and greater, it requires your company to perform an engineering analysis and make it available to OSHA saying that, yes, we have these TOV values and we've utilized that information to calculate what our minimum approach distance is, are we are able to decrease that transient overvoltage due to certain things, and we can do that, of course, through kind of design of the pro uh, of of your system, how you design your system. Does it have enough lightning arrestors to ensure that you don't have the potential for having these massive overvoltages on your system? Um, Can you also use temporary devices? Yes, you can. You have people that are working on this system, you could utilize temporary devices and your engineering analysis could kind of utilize that information. So, it's important to think about this. This is a massive change in the thought pattern of how you calculate or how you go about looking at MAD distances. So, by the way, I want to make sure and point this out. In that TOV values, the engineering analysis, all that information comes into play. Remember, I said MAD has two components, the electrical and the ergonomic. The TOV values would be included in whatever the electrical component is calculated at. And then of course then your ergonomic would be added to that. But it's all has to do with that electrical and that arc over scenario. So I hope that helps. And um, there's a lot of information out there that can help you better understand these things. But at the end of the day is I've gotta make sure that my worker is insulated from the values of what or what the potential uh, is of of the lines or equipment or so on. Now there is a default table still in in the OSHA law. So that default table here has a lot of information in it. The default table kind of starts at at 50 volts and goes to 72.5. This is an alternative um, there are a lot of folks in the distribution world that utilize the table because the, the, the transient over-voltage most likely um, you have a system that's very, very well designed that you don't have the potential for, for over-voltages. So this table can be used but it is a default table and you have to make the determination. Am I going to utilize this? Um, Am I going to go to the worst case scenario? That's basically what the default tables are. There is a default table for transmission also, and it is the worst case scenarios on the highest TOV values um, and so on. So you can utilize this, but of course there's one thing that has to occur on both of these tables. You still have to add a multiplier for altitudes. And there is another chart in the OSHA standard that talks about an adder. It's a multiplier. So it could be that you multiply by 1.4 the value that you have over here on your face-to-ground and face-to-face exposure. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, Go to our website at incident-prevention.com slash podcast to get more. Or search Incident Prevention wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe.